Stay tuned as we talk about the 23rd Psalm today, right here on Messianic Perspectives. Shalom, and welcome to Messianic Perspectives, a daily program where we look into the scriptures from a distinctive first-century Jewish point of view. This is Liz Aiello. Today, we turn our attention to one of the most beloved passages in all of the Bible, the 23rd Psalm, with our Bible teacher, Dr. Gary Hedrick. I'll be back at the close of the program with news about a special offer. And now, here's Gary. All right, thank you, and welcome, listening friend, to another edition of our program. It's good to have you with us today as we continue our study of this 23rd Psalm. And what David is doing here is, he's using the metaphor of a shepherd and his sheep to describe the Lord's relationship to his people. We said the main thrust of the 23rd Psalm is that the shepherd can meet all the needs of his sheep. The sheep are totally dependent on the shepherd. He meets all of their needs in four specific areas. Number one, sensory needs, verses two and three. Number two, sorrow needs, verse four. Number three, social needs, verse five. And number four, spiritual needs, and that's in verse six. Now, we're dealing with the first of these four areas, and that's sensory needs, and we've come to the last part of uh, verse 3, where David says, He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Now, this is where shepherding becomes a fine science, because sheep are creatures of habit. They like familiar surroundings, and if they are left to themselves, sheep will just stay right there in the same place until the ground is scalped right down to the dirt. Then there are erosion problems. The rains come and wash away the topsoil, and next year there won't be any grass at all in that spot. Overgrazed land also becomes infested with parasites from animal droppings. So there are all sorts of problems associated with overgrazing. That's why one thing the shepherd does is he is continually moving the flock. He lets them graze for a few days, and then he moves them. He knows where the best pastures are, and so he leads the sheep on the paths that lead them safely to their next destination. Now, sometimes sheep are like people. They think they've found a shortcut to the next pasture, so they'll sort of stray off the path. That's when a good sheepdog comes in handy, because while the shepherd is in the lead, leading the sheep, the sheepdog is taking up the rear, following the flock. And when a sheep gets out of line, the dog will bark to alert the shepherd. Then the dog will round up that wayward sheep and chase him back to the flock before he gets into trouble. Sometimes the shepherd will reach out and give the wayward sheep a little whack with his staff to keep him in line. So that's what King David meant when he said, He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. In other words, he leads us in paths that won't get us in trouble. He leads us in paths that won't get us lost. He keeps us safe so we won't get hurt. And look what else he says. He leadeth us in the paths of righteousness. Why? For his name's sake. You see, it's God's reputation that is on the line. 
If I walk in the paths of righteousness and live in obedience to God's word and it doesn't work, who does it reflect on? Not me. It reflects on God. That is your guarantee that it works, because God's reputation is on the line, and nothing means more to God than his reputation, with only one exception. Do you know what that is? What one thing in this universe means more to God than his name or his reputation? His word. Psalm 138 verse 2 says, Thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. And so David says that he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake, because of his reputation. Listen, if the sheep follow the shepherd and they suffer injury or they get lost, whose fault is it? The shepherd. If you have a shepherd who cannot provide for his sheep or he cannot protect his sheep, then that shepherd is going to get a bad reputation. That is why David says, He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake, because he is our shepherd and we are his sheep. If anything happens to me while I'm following the shepherd, then it's his fault and not mine. Now, if I'm out running around somewhere in disobedience and I get hurt, then it's my fault. But if I am following the shepherd and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and I get hurt, then it's his fault, not mine. But you know what? That'll never happen because we have a shepherd with a perfect track record. Over the past 3,000 years, since David penned the words of this song, the Good Shepherd hasn't lost even one sheep. Not even one. So twice already we've read that the shepherd leads the sheep. That is, he keeps them on the move. And like we said, that is contrary to the nature of a sheep. Sheep are creatures of habit. They like familiar surroundings. They will just stay and graze an area right down to the bare ground till there's nothing left. That's why a good shepherd will practice something they call pasture rotation. He'll let the sheep graze for a day or two, and then they move on. The shepherd keeps them moving, because if they were left to themselves, the sheep would never go anywhere. And aren't we like that sometimes, my friend? We get into a spiritual comfort zone, and we don't want to move on. You see, the Christian life is supposed to be a journey. The Bible says we press on toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, Philippians 3.14. Paul didn't say, now, when you become a Christian, I want you to just sort of draw a line around yourself, and that's your territory. You just camp right there and wait for the Lord to return. That's not what he said. He said it's like a marathon. We are pressing on. We are moving forward toward the goal line. We're always moving, always growing, always learning, always pressing on. So it's a race. It's too bad that some Christians never get out of the starting blocks. They get in a spiritual rut like sheep, and they never go any farther. The shepherd is saying, follow me, come with me. I will lead you on an exciting journey. But we do not want to move out of our comfort zone, do we? 
There are probably people listening to my voice right now. If you only knew what God would do for you, if you would just get out of that rut and follow the shepherd, it would probably blow your mind. But here you are, hunkered down on your little square yard of ground, just waiting for Jesus to come back. No growth, no progress, no excitement, no challenges, just the same old, same old. Your favorite song is, Hold the fort, for I am coming. Jesus answers still. Send the answer back to heaven. By thy grace we will. We're just holding the fort. Status quo. Does that sound scriptural to you? Does that sound biblical? The Bible says the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. The church is supposed to be on the move, not holed up in some spiritual fort hanging on for dear life by a thread. How ridiculous. You know what we need? We need a good dose of old-fashioned Pentecostal power. The power of the Holy Spirit, so we can be a witness to the world that Jesus Christ is alive and well. Let me ask you, are you a disciple? Do you know what the word disciple means? It means a pupil or a student. So if you are a disciple, what have you learned today? What have you learned during the past week? Tell me some spiritual lessons you learned last month. Tell me some things the Lord taught you last year. You see, you have to stay on the move, following the shepherd as he moves the flock on to higher ground. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So that's how he cares for our sensory needs. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Our sensory needs. Then we said the second category here in Psalm 23 is our sorrow needs. What does he say? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. He wants us to know that the shepherd can provide for our sorrow needs, our emotional needs. He can comfort and strengthen us when our hearts are broken. Like someone has said, God can heal a broken heart if we will bring him all of the pieces. So David picks out the deepest, darkest valley any of us ever has to go through, and he calls it the valley of the shadow of death, because death is the last enemy of the human race. 1 Corinthians 15.26 says that the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. If you've ever walked through the valley of the shadow of death, you already know what this means. It is the deepest and darkest of valleys. Sometimes it's difficult to find your way. But David says that even though he walks through the valley of the shadow of death, he will fear no evil. And next time, I'll show you why. Until then, this is your friend Gary Hedrick saying, God bless you. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you, Gary, and thank you, listening friend, for tuning in today. It's always good to have you with us, whether you're listening from home, at work, or in your car. This is Messianic Perspectives, and you've been listening to Dr. Gary Hedrick talking about the 23rd Psalm. 
If you enjoyed today's program, you'll be glad to know that the entire series is available on Compact Disc. When you write or call, just ask for Gary's series on the 23rd Psalm. It's available for your gift of just $6 or more to help us keep this program on your station. No book in the world is more beloved than the Bible, and no chapter in the Bible is more beloved than the 23rd Psalm. As Gary says, for thousands of years, the 23rd Psalm has been a refreshing stream from which tired and weary pilgrims have quenched their thirst. Maybe you know someone who could use a little encouragement right now. Why not order this series for your discouraged friend or loved one? This could be exactly what he or she needs to hear. When you write, just ask for the series on the 23rd Psalm. We have yet another resource we're making available. It's Philip Keller's best-selling book entitled, A Shepherd Looks at the 23rd Psalm. Mr. Keller was a shepherd for many years in South Africa and Australia, and he draws on his personal experience to bring new light to the 23rd Psalm. It will help you understand the 23rd Psalm like you've never understood it before. We're offering this classic book for just $7, including postage and handling. That's the compact disc for $6 and the book for $7. Just visit our secure online store at MessianicSpecialties.com to place your order. If you would prefer to order by mail, just address your request to Messianic Perspectives, P.O. Box 345, San Antonio, Texas, 78292. To order by phone, use our toll-free order line from the U.S. The number is 1-800-926-5397. And as always, when you're in touch with us, please mention the call letters of this station. If you're listening to our webcast or podcast, we need to know that too. I'm Liz Aiello. Join us next time, won't you, as Dr. Gary Hedrick continues our series of studies on the 23rd Psalm, right here on Messianic Perspectives. Messianic Perspectives is sponsored by CJF Ministries of San Antonio, Texas, and is made possible on this station by the free will contributions of our listeners in this area.